At Old Mutual Wealth, we believe that working with a financial planner is an important step in any individual's financial journey. A financial plan helps you to take control of your future and provides a map to help you achieve your goals. That's why we do everything we can to help you to get the maximum out of the financial planning process, including having the right conversation with your planner. In this series, we ask and answer some hard questions you should ask your financial planner and some you should definitely ask yourself. We hope listening to these conversations will prompt a richer, meaningful financial conversation with your planner and help you take your wealth further. Talking this podcast with Sharon Moller from Old Mutual Wealth. Sharon is a financial planning coach. It's great to have you on the podcast, uh, Sharon. Welcome, first of all. I'd like to uh, unpack your role at Old Mutual Wealth, first of all. Tell us a little bit about uh, the financial planning that you do. So we don't do financial planning as such. I actually train financial planners and help them have a coaching conversation with their clients. So they can help their clients elicit the life that they want to plan for um, and, and get an idea of how their money can best support that planning for their life that they want. And such an important step as well to be able to enable people to give that advice and to be able to take uh, questions and interpret them in a way that uh, is human uh, and certainly looks uh, looks for the best alternatives and options for people to be able to uh, plan their financial future. I'm interested to know what a person is actually paying for when they engage with a financial planner. Maybe you'd like to tell us or talk us through that. What is my money buying? The most important thing is that we're planning for something and that future life is what a planner should be helping a client understand. What does that look like? And when we're planning for a future and how our money supports that future, it is important to understand what it is we are working towards, Mm. what that future needs to look like, what life do we want for ourselves, the others that we need to support in that life. What do we want to experience? Who do we want to become? Answering any of these questions is no small feat. Um, so take a minute maybe, Ian, and think, reflect on some of those questions and see what comes to mind for you. It's interesting because as South Africans, we're notoriously bad at saving, let alone financial planning. I mean, we know this. This is a big black hole in our country's financial sector is the saving part. Uh, and to wake up one day and to go, well, these are the questions and to actually act on them is something that's, I would imagine, quite a difficult thing to be able to get across to people, not so. Yeah, absolutely. And if you can't, if you don't know what you're planning for, you know, then how do you actually put a plan in place? So what happens is if you have no plan, the only thing you can really focus on is the performance on your funds. You know, how yeah. well are my funds doing? And when they're not doing well, then it feels like you're not achieving anything. But if you just had an opportunity to plan for yeah. something, then it would be easier to know whether you're actually getting there or not. So essentially putting milestones in place to go, oh, there's a checkpoint, I've, I've done it here, I've done it there, etc. You've achieved those goals along the way. Yeah, absolutely. But what we find is people are, you know, when we're only focusing on the performance of our investments, then we get lost um, in the planning process. We, you know, I mean, markets, we've seen it now the last couple of years, markets mm. haven't really performed in South Africa. No, and no. now over the last year with COVID, you know, funds are just not doing what we hope they're going to do. And, and those things are not something that we can control. So it's important to focus on, on things that we can control in our financial planning. And that's what a financial planner should do for you. That's the role that they, they actually get paid for. 
That's a great lead on to the second question that I have, because I want to know about the value of doing this and, and how I will know that I've received the value. The obvious one, of course, is that, uh, you know, your money's performed well and that it's uh, performed according to expectations. But uh, unpack for us the received value. How do I know when, when this has actually done its job? Yeah, well, you know, most people in South Africa don't have a financial plan at all. If you had to look at the numbers, it would be a very low percentage that have a document that they can actually look at. Mm. And when you're engaging with a financial planner in this way, what you're going to have is more than just a financial plan. You're going to have a financial life plan. Um, And this document would, you know, would document everything that you needed to do to get to the future life that you wanted. All of those milestones that you were referring to, Ian, you know, that would be in place. Um, You'd have a strategy like maybe saving more or spending less. But what we wouldn't plan for are those things that we can't control. And as I said, you know, investment performance is definitely not something that's in our control. It's not in a planner's control. You don't pay him for investment performance. You pay a fund manager to manage the funds. Mm -hmm. So your planner is really there to do more than just talking about your return on money. Because if they're just having that conversation with you, then perhaps you are paying them a little bit too much. The conversation should be around things like, you know, you you might be acting emotionally at the moment. You know, let's take a step back and see what's really going on. What are the things that we can do differently today that's now possible that we can, you know, maybe get to an outcome that is going to be still something that is in your framework Mm. of your plan. It might not be exactly what we planned for, but we're moving towards something. So it's something that we have to navigate every single year. This document that you're going to get is not a is not a document that you get the first time you meet with your planner and you never look at it again. Every year you're going to have to tweak it and work with it and see whether the outcome that you're hoping for is still exactly what you're trying to achieve. Well, I mean, I might as well jump in there and, and mention 2020 in the beginning of uh, 2021, we're at now because, you know, we were blindsided by a curveball that was unexpected. We didn't see it coming. So I would imagine, as you say, it's a, a living, breathing document that you have to update all the time. And I'm, I'm assuming that uh, with that perceived value and that received value that you end up getting somebody who will work with you to be able to change those goals, change timelines, figure out where money can go. And if there's an emergency, what would happen? Absolutely. So there's more than just um, what we see in traditional financial planning. There's more available to us when we're sitting down and we're co-creating a plan with our clients as planners. And there's so many different variables for each person that you can't determine something up front for a client. You have to go through this process with them. So as a client, what you'll be experiencing is this co-collaboration on a regular basis with shifting strategies and and shifting decision-making and making choices that are open to you as a client at that time, you know, what becomes available. A lot of people have been burned by bad financial planning. It's quite sad, but at at some point in everyone's life who's been approached by a financial planner, there could be a charlatan involved, somebody who's out to make a quick buck and really not giving sage advice. So if I have had a bad financial planning experience in the past, what's going to be different now? I think it will be very different. And um, so what, what happens in this kind of financial planning that we're talking about here, there's less focus on product. Okay. The product is still important, but because we're collaborating a, a plan with different strategies and, and direction goals and milestones that we have to achieve, those products will, for the first time, have a place that makes sense for the client. 
So you'll know why you've taken out something specifically, whether it's life cover or whether it's other kind of insurance, you'll know where that product fits into your plan. So there's less focus on selling something to you and more focus on trying to understand what it is that you want for yourself and those people that mm. you care about and support. And then understanding, you know, how do the solutions that we have in the insurance world fit into that plan so that it makes sense for you and it helps you best achieve, um, you know, the life that you want and, and, and best using your money in a way that makes sense so that you can get there. Sharon, it's um, inextricably linked that there are emotions involved. Crises happen, you know, highs happen, lows happen. We've, we've seen it with, uh, with COVID-19 and our money. Uh, let's talk about the emotional side of this entire process because we're all going to face something at some point which is going to affect this plan, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that's when a financial planner gets paid the big bucks. That's when he, he really works yeah, right. for his money. <laughs> And um, yeah, because I mean, we all go through it and the emotions, we know it takes over. Um, it's a brain, you know, it's a, it's a neuroscience thing that mm -hmm. when we, we feel strong emotions and we, we under a lot of stress that the limbic system takes over and then we can't think rationally. And all of us, it doesn't matter how self-aware we are, we need that one person that can hold the mirror up and, and show us what's really going on. And, and ask a question that makes sense in the moment to bring us back into a place where we can make good decisions. And that's, that's what a financial planner really should be doing because what else can they do other than manage and help you manage your behavior around money? And I mean, now over this last couple of years, it's not only last year, but before that, it's been a big thing. You know, the emotions have been very up and it's like up and down all the time and irrational decisions. Should I go offshore with all my money? Should I cash in all my pension funds? You know, with everything that's going on, it's up to the planner and that person to be able to to just strip out the emotion and talk to the, the facts and, and show what the assumptions are and how that's based on, on, you know, maybe a belief or a rumor or something that might not be factual. And then questioning into that so that the client, uh, you as a client can come back and say, okay, hang on a second, let me take a step back. Let me just rethink this um, because the consequences of an irrational decision right now, you know, right now might erode more than, and, and not do any good at all. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's what planners really, you know, um, when, you, when you're working with a financial planner that can have that conversation with you, then you understand what you're paying for as a client. And I think without a doubt, you know, you'll be worth, you'll be, worth, you'll be happy to pay what you're paying. So what you're saying essentially is in, in, in practical terms, have your financial planner on speed dial really, because, uh, you know, when these things happen, you can phone somebody and look for some sage advice from a money point of view. Uh, am I right in saying that? Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the kind of relationship that you should be having with your planner. You know, it's not just about mutual respect and understanding and trust. Everyone talks about, you know, I want to be, a, I want to find someone I can trust. Um, it's about being able to have a, a very different conversation. Um, your plan is not necessarily going to tell you what you want to hear, you know, just to make you feel better. Right. Um, they really have to be honest and truthful and, and reflect back the behavior that they're noticing and question into it. You know, what's what I'm noticing this you know, all of a sudden you're starting to spend in a way that doesn't make sense or all of a sudden, you know, you, you're talking about doing something that's quite irrational. We never had that conversation last year or the year after that, you know, before that. Um, so what's going on now and what's different? And is the outcome that you're hoping for, is that still important? Because, you know, if we're going to get to that outcome, what is it that we can do that makes sense and that is possible right now?
That's great advice, and it's also an interesting angle to be able to, to you know, link that emotional side to financial planning. I love that. Uh, that's that's useful advice. Talking financial planning today with Sharon Muller, uh, May twenty twenty one, and uh, certainly the <laughs> the disaster that was twenty twenty. Get better now, and and make things a little bit easier for all of us. I'm I'm looking for a bit of hope here <laughs> into the future. <laughs> Thanks for your advice. Thanks for your time and giving us some interesting points there, Sharon. Have a good day. All right. You too. Thanks, Ian. The key to any successful financial plan lies in receiving good financial advice. At Old Mutual Wealth, we work with financial planners that know this and truly partner with you to help you make the right choices. If you don't have a financial planner, choosing one may well be the most important step you take. Visit us at oldmutual.co.za forward slash hard questions.